Thank you so much for tuning in. Today we're going to be talking about Elvis Presley. And with me today I have Paul. He is a big supporter of Elvis Presley. Welcome, Paul, to my show. Thank you very much, and thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. And you have a reason. Before we get into it, you know, I'll give our condolence to his family and his wife um, on his their daughter losing of Lisa Marie Presley. I hear that her funeral is going to be this coming Monday, January 22nd at Graceland. Open to yeah. the public. And I thought that was very nice. It is. I just saw that information and it's going to be a very beautiful and it's going to be a very, very sad day. Yeah. 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 Very sad. And uh, she was awfully young very young to, to leave like that she really was i mean her father elvis presley she uh, he had passed away at age 42 uh, complications um gladys presley elvis's mother uh died at the same type of complications at the same age of age 42. um lisa marie is different but the same and what i mean by that and that is lisa had a heart problem and that's that's what caused her to lose her life. Mm -hmm. Yes, and uh, you know that I'm related to him. And, Correct. Uh, yes, he's my fourth cousin, so Lisa would have been my fifth. And uh, in that line that I'm related to, do have heart problems. So, mm -hmm. yeah, there was two other members of my family had heart problems and she's they're direct to that line so um and i was talking about it with my mother and uh and I, and she goes yeah that's correct and she was naming the people off that have the heart problems too but anyway um make the long story short yeah it's very sad for um lisa marie presley it's going to be a sad day next monday is it next monday yeah or it's on the 22nd 22nd in that yeah january 22nd january 22nd yes that's gonna be a very sad day in grace it's gonna be a sad day but it's gonna be also a day of blessing where she's not in pain anymore right right and have you ever um tell me what members of the family that you know uh the family members that i met in person and the only ones that i do know is uh priscilla I met her a few years ago, right when she was uh, just coming out with her new collection of her perfume. Uh -huh. And I met back in, in 1988, back over at Graceland, I met uh, Vester Presley, and he was uh, very much of a gentleman, very easy, laid back uh, man to talk to. Um, you just couldn't get any more, more humble than a person like him. And if I, I wish I had known the rest of the family, because if any, if any indication of that's what Vester was like, then they were just a bunch of wonderful people to get to know and be with. Now, who is, who is it, Vest, his father? Uh, Vester Presley would be Uncle Vester. It was his uncle. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And, uh see what else was it oh just to let you know how the presley name came alive it was through his great grandmother 
who kept the name Correct. Presley. <laughs> and it was really meant to be Howard. <laughs> and I thought, oh, oh really? That yes. I did not know. Yes. And I just thought, and they just, she just kept all her children Presley. So that's. I well. could not imagine having Elvis named Howard. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, oh my gosh. So anyway, but make the long story short. I think she, I mean, she probably loved her husband, but you know, no, nah, my kids are going to be Presley. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, but anyway, but I heard women do that. There's a few women out there who keep the, their maiden name for all their children. So I have it in my family, my husband's family, my ex-husband somewhere around there. And he has it with his sister keeps the same Parker. Instead of her husband, so. Oh, very um, nice. So, get you all the children have Parker. But anyway, um, make the long story short. Um, yeah, so you know two members of the family. Tell me about his wife. Is she sweet? When I met Priscilla, is she, is she's very sweet. She, I'm six foot four, and the top of her head just literally came to uh, my shoulders. She's a she's a small person, but she is the type of woman that she's a very sweet person. She's a very dedicated to who she works with, uh, who she is um, in any relationship, friendship, uh, serious relationship. Um, she is the most lovable person that you possibly want to meet. Uh, I think because I never met Elvis Presley, if she is a lot like him in any way, uh, she's very laid back, very loving, and very dedicated and to her fans, uh, to her family, number one. Um, she She's just an outright wonderful person. Mm -hmm. I met her about a little over 20, 25 years ago. It was in the mall over in Everett, Washington. Mm -hmm. And... I was probably one of the first people in line uh, to see her. And first we caught eyes with each other. We said hello and we waved. And uh, then she went before she started signing any autographs. She went to talk, go back into the back of the store a little bit where she was talking to uh, her sister. And so how things were roped off so you don't get too, too close, but the things were roped off. And I had a small little camera no zoom lens so i kind of reached over to get a closer shot and at that time i could see priscilla looking at me while she was on the corner of her eye while she was talking to her sister and when i was just slightly reaching over to get a good shot of priscilla uh her body bodyguard came over uh he literally touched me told me to back off and i told him never to touch me again. Uh, Priscilla heard this and um, later on, uh, kind of make a long story short, I went up to her. I had a um, my Elvis belt that I had with me that I made for the very first time. It was not pretty in any way, shape or form, uh -huh. but I brought it with me and I had also a picture taken with her. Very sweet gal and very commandeering. She was she would do anything for her fans. And later on that I heard that she pulled over her bodyguard, talked to him privately. And overhearing that 
she said, if you ever lay a hand on Elvis Presley's fans again or talk to them like you did, like I saw you do, you will lose your job. And so she stands up for a lot of the fans or everybody as much as much as she can. And she will protect them uh, because she has said, too, as well, that if it wasn't for Elvis fans, I personally would not be where I am today um, in the type of work that I am in today. So she really gives credit where credit's due to her family and friends as well. Mm -hmm. He still, Elvis Presley still holds a huge, big fan club. I mean, they're in the millions. And I'm like, I just looked at that on the internet. I'm like, dang. And they're growing. And people still love Elvis. And it's the younger generation, too, that are coming in yeah. that like him. And and what I notice about Elvis Presley, is there any song that he's never sung? <laughs> he has sung everything out that I can think of. Because I, I have him on my um, satellite radio in my car you know i'd switch over to him and i think isn't there anything he's never played i mean let's sang. you know he's everything everything out there yeah well you know he really did to a certain degree i mean and i can't remember the song and i wish i did there was a time that colonel parker actually had uh, heard dolly parton sing a song that was one of the original songs that she had sang Uh and colonel parker said Elvis would really like to sing this. And if I'm correct, I could be wrong, but if I'm correct, Elvis said, yes, I would really like to, you know, sing it. Do I have your permission? And Dolly said, uh, with all due respect, uh, because I have, I am the original artist who heard this song and I am going to have to decline but sadly say no. Um, but there is some artists that I'm sure there's some songs out there that he wish he could sing. But as copyrighted uh, by artists, uh, they declined and said, uh, I'm sorry, you cannot. Has he ever wrote any of his songs? No, he did not. He never wrote any of his songs. The only song that, um, if I'm correct on, that he had any dealings with would be uh, C.C. Ryder. Mm -hmm. Wow. And that was the only song that he had any dealings with. Wow. And R.C. Is it RC Records still own his music? RCA Records, yes. RCA, okay. RCA Records still hold title to all his music. That's that's interesting. And uh, mm-hmm. if he was alive today, oh, what do you think about that documentary that's out there and they're saying that he's still alive? It's on Netflix. It's on Hulu. It's on a lot of networks out there. And I watched it one night, and I'm like, this can't be real. (laughs) Yeah. That was my first thought. Not to step on any toes, and everybody could believe what they want to, but I've been a fan of her over 42 years. And what I've known from the people that I've talked to that have been around him, and uh, I do have a source that... uh, has told me some a lot of stories and i could tell you right now no he's not alive there's uh still a lot that we don't know Mm -hmm. but there is on youtube uh charlie hodge had done an interview and one time 
Elvis was doing that toward the last of the end of his shows that he actually had three heart attacks on stage and didn't realize he actually had them. And he told Charlie one time after the, um, uh, after the show that he said, Charlie, he said, I'm not really feeling good. He said, I, you know, I'm really kind of feeling achy. Maybe it's, you know, stress, maybe it's, you know, whatever I'm going through. And he said, can you just give me a, a shoulder rub? He goes, yeah, yeah, no problem. And so, he just kept on going and kept on going through the through the time that he was alive and they went over to see dr nick and dr nick talked to only charlie hodge and vernon presley and they found out what it was they uh dr nick told um mr presley and mr hodge that do not say anything to anybody else he doesn't want this information to leak out but he actually had bone cancer Wow. And so at that time, that just before Dr. Nikopoulos was actually going to say anything to Elvis, Elvis had already passed away. So Elvis did not know how bad the situation was in his life. So saying that, uh, would Elvis Presley be alive today? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. And how old would you think he'd be? His birthday just passed. And how old do you think he would be today? Uh, I, from what the information that I've been told and been hearing um, from different sources, very close sources of the friends and family, uh, I would say no more than maybe 43. If he was alive today, he would be 43 years old? If he was alive, to, if he was still alive today, uh i'm gonna say that's pretty much impossible but uh, you know that would be really hard to guess because he had a a very hard life Mm -hmm. and a lot of people that don't realize um he would do two or three shows uh, a day sometimes five six seven days a week Mm -hmm. um it put so much uh put such a toll on him that he actually got sick and he had a temperature of a hundred and over a hundred and that Colonel Parker actually came into the room with a couple of the guys that were in there and he said I don't know what you're laying down for he said you get on stage and he said you need to get on to do the show now we're booked up and um, he did not and from what I've been told Colonel Parker was not a very nice man he didn't really care much for Elvis Presley himself, all he was thinking about was uh, the money and how much he could actually spend. Mm-hmm. And he spent over a million dollars gambling um, during the time that Elvis was actually doing a show. And wow. but um, it's, it's, it's a very hard life that he actually went through. And a lot of people don't realize how hard it was um, until you get the facts and the information from the people that had been with him. Or from the family themselves and it's it's i honest i don't if he was here today he'd probably reach no more than maybe 85 yeah. but um at, at his uh rate of health it uh, skyrocketed downhill very quickly and with what he had he probably would have not made it until maybe a little after the age of 43 years old mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think Elvis is overrated? 
No. Not at all. No, I do not. Um, actually, there, uh, that's, you know, that's a good question that you bring up because there's uh, uh, a friend. He's a friend of mine through uh, Facebook. Uh, a lot of people know him in the Elvis world, and we have talked uh, quite a few times. His name is, uh, he was a photographer. Uh, he shot a lot of pictures of Elvis. His name is Keith Elverson. Mm-hmm. Um, he just uh, met a, a little teenage boy, uh, actually, and he was 13 years old. Mm-hmm. And he is becoming also an Elvis fan. So being overrated, absolutely not. Yeah. And what do you think about Elvis? being a star if he started out today do you think he would still be well known another good question if he had the type of voice that he had uh, i would say he would go pretty far um and also he it's a good question but it's a hard question i i honestly don't know but i think he would still go very far and he, he would have had a different, uh, you know, a, a manager that wouldn't have pushed him as quickly and as fast as he did. And actually, I think that's honestly, that's what uh, damaged his, him and his career, mm-hmm. where that's part of it. Um, but as today's living, um, I would say on a scale of the one, 10, 10 being the best, I give it maybe about an eight or a nine. Mm-hmm. What about... Um... What do you think about that movie that, that they came out with about his life, the recent one? Uh, the Elvis movie, I have not honestly seen it, but so I can't really give an honest answer or really okay. any answer to that. Uh, from what I've seen of the clips on uh, YouTube and Netflix and all that, mm-hmm. I think he did a very good job. I think his singing was uh, very incredible. Uh, Austin Butler did a great job, and he actually did um, an interview, uh, I guess, right after the the movie was, uh, after it was made, and he said he did all the singing, and uh, there was no lip syncing uh, involved whatsoever. So he did three different tones of Elvis's voice. And um, as that is concerned, I think he nailed it on the head very well. But as the movie is concerned, that I am not too sure to give an honest opinion on that. At the Global the Global Award, Lisa Marie was very impressed. I mean, she was just, you know, outstanding. She couldn't get enough of it. She couldn't believe how well, you know, he did his part there. So, but anyway, if it was, um, what do you think of um, his habits? Do you think Elvis Presley had any strange habits? There, He always liked to do practical jokes, and I don't know if a lot of people know this, but uh, Vernon Presley one day went to the kitchen and got some popcorn out of the bowl, and it's just eating some popcorn. Well, Elvis saw this happening, and without Vernon's notice, Elvis had put like a small little firecracker in there without Vernon's noticing. So he he put it inside the bowl. He backed off. Vernon took it and actually blew one of his teeth out. 
Oh no! <laughs> because of it, yes. And uh, according to Bernie, he was not a happy person, but uh, he would do a lot of practical jokes. I remember one time there was a story where uh, he bought thousands of dollars worth of uh, fireworks for the Fourth of July, and um, they used to light the Roman candles and shoot at each other. And if I'm correct again, that I think actually the Roman candles. Um, actually hit himself but he they usually would shoot uh, roman candles at each other and just have a have a blast <laughs> how funny how fun well it's good to know that he had a good sense of humor you know and he did but i think he had a more of a warped sense of humor he he had the type of sense of a humor of a child and i think because of the stardom that he would he started out so young and up to the time of his death. So in between that time of his entertaining, he brought that inner child or the outer child in. And he really wanted to joke around. He wanted to be funny. He just wanted to have a good time with people that he knew he couldn't do outside of Graceland. So with his bodyguards and some of his friends and some of their friends, uh, he just acted like a child and enjoyed it. And that's why Elvis did a lot of giving. And it actually almost, he did so much giving. And because he said, if it wasn't for my fans giving me and putting me in a position that I am in life, he wouldn't be where he's at now. And he probably would have still been probably not as poor, but he would have not had the wealth as he had. And um, it's, you know, you, you kind of, a grown up has to let loose. They have to act like a child. They have to, you know, just do things out of the ordinary. And in his life, he was almost forced to act like a grown up right away. Mm -hmm. And uh, the time that he was uh, dating Linda Thompson, him and her went out to uh, actually went out in public to go to a fireworks stand and buy a lot of fireworks. And a lot of people thought they recognized him, but they say, no, no, Elvis wouldn't be coming out doing this. They would have his, you know, guys do it. But um, no, they were quite shocked. And no, he was actually there and purchasing his own fireworks. So he, he just had a really good time. But, you know, and, and the sense of giving a lot and spending a lot of money on cars and houses for friends and for people that he didn't even know he gave cash away, and at the time, he was buying the Circle G Ranch, and it's not about about a mile or two away from Graceland, and at the Circle G Ranch, when he bought it, he was not in a very good situation with money. Actually, he had almost put up Graceland for collateral, and he, had, he almost lost Graceland, and he actually almost lost uh, the Circle G Ranch, but uh, he, at that time him and Vernon were going at it. They said that, Hey, Elvis, you know, you, you can't keep spending the money the way you are. We're going broke. And he said, you need to keep doing these movies. If not, we're going to lose everything. Well, Elvis got all fit to be tight. He said, I'm not doing any of these blankety blank movies and uh, whatnot. Mm -hmm. But um, in reality, he had no choice. And so that's why he did the movies of what he did just to earn money. And that's what actually saved him and his um, financial problems. Um, did I tell you the time that I was 16 years old and I 
was out with some friends at the my the airport in Millville, New Jersey, <laughs> many years ago in the seventies. It is right before he died. It was that year. When he no no no, it was two years before he died. But anyway, um, or three years, something like that. But anyway, I was out there, and I see this. I had my car. I left my purse out in the field, which I was very lucky. But anyway, but I um, went by the airport to see if anybody seen it or anything. And um, I was driving a yellow Pinto. <laughs> Shows you my age. But it was a yellow Pinto. <laughs> and um, I pulled up. And I see this guy, I wrote down my window, and I see this guy leaning against the um, building with his foot up and you know, chewing on a toothpick or something like that. And I said, hey, you, have you seen my purse? <laughs> and he comes walking over to me. He had these glasses on that were orangey, not orange, but yellow, yellow. And um, kind of, I don't know, you remember the sunglasses in the 70s? But anyway, he comes over. And I remember I had long, thick sideburns. And I thought, oh, no, <laughs> I remember that thought, because there's this older man coming towards me. And um, and he lifts off his sunglasses. He had blue eyes. I remember those blue eyes. And I said, have you seen my purse? <laughs> and he goes, no, I haven't. And he goes, do you like this cute little car? Do you know? And I went, what is this? And I said, it's a Pinto. And, um, and he goes, well, pull it over here. I don't know. We chart it a little bit. And then he goes, well, go over here and park your car and come on in. And I and we'll find, see if anybody's seen your purse. And I said, okay. So I did. And I followed him in. And he opened the door for me. And I walked in. And, and then he said to the lady at the register, and he goes, have you seen this little girl's purse? Little girl. I've always been told a little girl. And, um... And the lady pulls out this purse behind her and she says, here, is this yours? And I said, yes, it is. And and um, and then I said, thank you. And he said, you're welcome. And somebody yelled at him, hey, Elvis. <laughs> and I turned to the lady and I said, is that Elvis? The Elvis? And she shook her head. She said, yes. And it was Elvis Presley. Oh, wow. All this time. But I had a general conversation. I didn't know who. And he was heavy. He was heavy sad. I remember that. And I remember the thick sideburns. And I remember the sunglasses. But he put them on his head when he came over. I mean, he was really close to me. I mean, you know, right there. He leaned against my right. car and um, came down to where the window was. And um, and we chatted about my car. And because uh, it was, I had the white interior <laughs> and the big windows. I don't know if you ever seen a pinto. Pinto, but they, yeah. it's like sitting in a fishbowl, <laughs> if you want my opinion. <laughs> so anyway, so I pulled over and stopped, and, and there, you know, I did what he told me to do. I was young. I was 16. I got my driver's license, and um, and I was out motorcycling with some friends and stuff, and I remember having the, the backup. That's when the cars first start having the, what do you call them, where you pull up the the back of the car and you can sit in it the hatch oh yeah so it was pretty yes. cool we i love that car and and um but anyway i was popular with it and uh so anyway so but yeah 
we talked about my car and and I guess he was there getting in his um plane fit because I went back late. I had to go to work and I needed my purse. So I um and then I remember going back home and I walked in and I told my mom and my mom was cooking or some making dinner for the that evening and uh I told her and she stopped. And I said, Mom, I met Elvis Presley. Yeah, you know, I told her. And that's when she froze. And she goes, no, you didn't. I go, yeah, I did. <laughs> and I went into my room, got ready for it, and said, I'll see you later. And she just looked at me like, yeah, right, you met Elvis Presley. <laughs> and I just, and I took off. But the next day or the two days later, I went back to the airport and see where he But he was getting his plane fixed. Millville Airport in New Jersey, a lot of corporate and people come in, executives with their airplanes, and they get them fixed. And, you know, like when you take your car in, there's places you, you go and get your car fixed. But the same thing, with, up, yeah. mm-hmm. same thing with airplanes. So, yeah, my little town, Millville, New Jersey. <laughs> but anyway, he was there getting it fixed. I didn't know he came. He was a regular once in a while, you know, but he would bring his plane in. So when he's in the, oh, on, the, on the East Coast, and um, but I didn't see the plan, didn't see anything. I just got my purse and gas. That was on my mind. You know, I was sixteen. I was focusing on that, and but I just, yeah, I saw a doctor. He was face to face with me. <laughs> he was face well, to face. Like remem- yeah, I remembered the blue eyes because they stood out. I thought, wow, he had nice eyes, and um. And then the sideburns, you know, you could use a shave, you know, that's my, my thought. And uh, being 16, that was like, you, you know. But anyway, and then he had the dark hair and the sunglasses. I remember him coming uh, towards me. He had toothpick in his mouth, so he must have ate. There was a restaurant at the um, Millville Airport, so he must have ate, had something to eat. And so, but anyway, he came in well, the middle of the week, so it was it was a Monday. Yeah, it was Monday. But I well, what an experience. I know and I walked away. And then this is really weird, two years later, um, the family history of the LDS church sent me a letter saying that you are do you know that you're related to Elvis? He's your fourth cousin. I'm like, oh. So I looked it up and sure enough, there he is. But it's under, you know, Howard was the last name. His great yeah. grandmother. She said, "I'm related to his father's line." So he, yes, so we are cousins. So I come home. Oh, wow. I told my mom, "I go, mom, do you know you're related to Elvis Presley?" She goes, "No." I said, "Yeah, it's through gr- my grandmother's line." So, and my grandmother's <laughs> line has her two brothers have bad hearts. So when I heard about the oh. heart, I said, "Yep, that's right. That's that line." have heart problems you know yeah and that line all the way went down through uh his great-grandmother yep yep mm-hmm. yep yep yeah. and we got it too so yeah i saw that but anyway um make the long so short there's a lot we can say about elvis presley oh i was going to ask you i mean yeah i saw him and everything and i want is he like five what i remember was like five eight five ten Something like that. He's not real tall. Well, according to what he had said on an interview, uh, he had done an interview almost right after he got out of the Army. 
and there's a bu- there's a bunch of pictures that he was in his office in the back of Graceland, and someone asked him, Elvis first or Elvis, how tall are you? And he said he was an even six foot. Even six foot, yeah, he could have been that. Well, see, everybody shrinks when they get a little older, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I remember the he was, of course, everybody's bigger than me, <laughs> but um, especially at sixteen, I was really tiny and small. So, um, I remember him opening the door, and I went right underneath his arm. <laughs> Yeah, he, he and I, and I, and if he was alive today, if he was let's say about five nine, five ten, or something like that, uh, and I'm six foot four, so you know I'm about four ta- four inches to three inches taller than he was. So, and but you know, here's another speculation too. A lot of people are saying, oh yeah, Elvis said, oh I don't believe Elvis uh, is six foot. Uh, I believe he was only six foot when he was wearing the the high inch heel boots. Uh, but as being six foot in regular shoes and all that, uh, no, he, he was uh, about five foot 10, five foot 11. But, uh, you know, when you hear it from the man himself that he's an even six foot, then you, you can't get any better information than that from anybody except for him. So, uh-huh. yeah. wow. Okay. Well, anyway, well, um, make the long story short, um, this is really interesting about Elvis, and he has nice eyes. I remember. I mean, I looked them face to face. I mean, I was like so close to, you know, to him that I remember that. I remember they were clear. So, and um, and he was polite. So polite. So, yeah. Know. But I was only sixteen. Everybody's nice to me. Everybody was nice. <laughs> and that every time, my daddy's telling me, "You're so naive." and too nice but anyway but but make the long story short and i come i never forget that look on my mom's face ever <laughs> she's like yeah right and we were talking about him today and she goes yeah i remember i remember you coming in i she goes i didn't believe you and i said why would somebody be at millville airport and but she didn't know like i didn't know that that's a place where people, you know, corporate jets come in and important people right. bring their jets in to get them fixed and and they repair them. So tune up or whatever he was getting done. But anyway, um, um, it was, yeah, I, re, yeah, I remember that. And he was heavy set too. And he wore jeans. I remember he had a pair of jeans on and, um, oh, what type do we call those shirts with the patterns on it? He had that on and, Big belt. Oh, like in a, oh, like the uh, embroidery pattern on his jeans. Yeah, well, a little bit of that, and then, but he had his big belt. I remember that. And so. Oh yeah, and cowboy, belts, yeah, absolutely. Cowboy boots. Yeah, I remember that. And um, but I remember going under his arm. <laughs> he opened the door, and I just went under it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you were saying something about his eyes, and I've had people say, you know, Paul, if you see him through pictures and you see his beautiful blue eyes and whatnot. But when you see him in person, they, they'll just melt. And how can anybody just, how can anybody be as good looking and uh, excuse the word for he's on your show, but how sexy can he be until you see him in person? It's just like no man could be that good looking in person. And uh, I've had a friend or two that was who met him. And he said, you know, Paul, I said, I cannot believe it. 
I, I that man is so good looking it should be illegal. So, wow, so that's why the girls. But look, uh, his eyes are ice blue. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. My grandma has eyes like that too. So it's the same. Mm-hmm. She, it's the same line. She, it's through my grandmother's mother's line. So that's where it comes through. And yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's my fourth cousin. <laughs> Just like, dang. But anyway, and they all do have heart problems. There was two great uncles that had heart trouble. I remember that uh-huh. even as a child. And I thought, well, how yeah. did they get heart trouble? And I was worried about that with myself. Like, am I going to have it too? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but so far I'm okay. Knock on wood. But um, Well, that's good. But anyway, but it's, you know, he's extraordinary. And his wife is very small. That's so cute. I bet they look so cute together. <laughs> She, she, she was a small gal, and and I thought she was actually going to be taller. You know, you see her in pictures, you see her on TV, and you, you think, wow, she's not too short, but she's not too tall. I thought she'd be maybe about five four, five five, and I think she said, I think there was, she said about five three or something like that. She was. Lisa looks smaller. But, uh, Lisa looks smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Really small. But she was a she was a sweet lady. I mean, I I could I could understand why, with a what short period of time that I when I was talking to Lee, uh, Priscilla, that it was um, I could see why he fell in love with her. I mean, just the charisma that she has was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, what about um, did did he really have a twin? He did. Uh, Jesse Guerin was uh, from what well, I know that he it was an identical twin. Uh, but he died at birth. So, um, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. It, yeah, can you imagine if uh, Jesse Guerin was alive when Elvis was alive? How many tricks and pranks he could get away with, <laughs> you know? And what he, what they could have just done to Colonel Parker or to his friends or family, you know? What would Elvis do? Would he send his brother out and? drive one of the cars and say, oh, hey, there's Elvis. So, like, Elvis could have escaped to go the other way or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think there would be a lot of tricksters if um, if he was actually alive with Elvis, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think Elvis was racial? No, absolutely not. No, he. I, I don't think uh, Elvis actually had a, a racial bone in his body. Um, he had... Uh, he loved every race. He loved every creed. He treated people as he only sees that person as a person. He never looked at people by color of their skin at all. And he treated everybody like they're his best friend. And he helped anybody possible. And um, uh-huh. it, he just he was just one of those innocent uh outstanding not a racial bone in his body at all and i've heard a lot i heard comments that he was and uh his staff um as how can i say this let's let's just yeah let's just leave it that he was not a racial person whatsoever okay that's good to hear. Um, what was was Elvis? Um, 
What do you think of his manager? I mean, do you think that, I mean, yeah, he was mean and pushy and everything, but did he help him get concerts? Oh, he helped him get concerts. I mean, they, uh, he booked Elvis up um, every single day. He had to do about two or three shows uh, every day for a week. And the thing is, he would do uh, afternoon and night shows. And let's say he did two gigs uh, to do four shows in Las Vegas. Then he would have to go back onto the Lisa Marie airplane that he had and go to uh, another state and do another two or one or two shows. And then after that, he would go to another state. And it was just too, too taxing on him. Um, as Colonel Parker goes, I have no respect for the man. I never did. I never will. Uh, he was one of the main causes that, uh, where Elvis is, where he is now. And I feel like if he didn't push and, um, get the money like Elvis got, um, Colonel Parker would gone broke number one number two he was an illegal alien elvis never knew this and um i believe if elvis knew this at certain times of his life um he probably would have told colonel parker bye and not have to deal with him again but um he was just not a nice guy he was not an honest guy and he was so broke so to speak to where he told vernon one day at graceland and he said um you know i do so much for for elvis and you know i got a lot of work and you know a lot of publication and i feel like because i've done that um i think i need uh more money for what i'm doing and and, and not to say this to be rude uh, against elvis or against vernon but they were very gullible very gullible and vernon said you know what colonel you're absolutely right you 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 do need a raise you you do need more money he took from elvis 51 percent of his cut wow so you think about what elvis actually had to perceive colonel parker gambled at different times of his life a million dollars he lost a million dollars uh, every time Elvis was doing the show, he would go to the um, uh, the slots or wherever at the casinos, and he would gamble all that money away. And, um, you know, it, it's sad. You got to think about what Elvis had to do. He had to pay his band members. He had to pay himself. Mm-hmm. You have to pay for the venue. You have to pay for so much that Elvis was almost broke by the time he got anything. And Colonel Parker blew all that money away, and it it damaged him, uh, Elvis quite a bit. I noticed that um, he's worth more today, too, than he was when he was alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, and, and I never understood that with uh, Elvis or any other tanner how a person could be. Uh, more dead al- than alive, you know, and it's just, um, and, for, and forgive me for saying this, but Lisa was a very good singer. She knew what she was doing. 
She was a great entertainer and as like her father and now with her passing, she is going to have that same type of fame that where she's going to be more now than when she was alive. You know, a lot of entertainers go through that and why I have no idea. Yeah, it's kind of sad. So tell me, how do you feel about his death? We'll use this as a closing for the show. So how do you feel about his death? His death? Oh, it's, it's, how can I say? I mean, it's heartbreaking. It's, it's something that it's like a kick in the gut. It's like you, you lost your best friend. You lost someone that you love so long, so dear. And for a person in his stature, it just went so fast that it's just, it's worse than an implosion of a building. I mean, when they implode a building, you can see it crumble and gone. And to me, that would be, that's what Elvis's life was. Toward the end, he imploded. And for the fans, just... Um, I don't know. It, it, it's just so sad and so ripping that you just have a lot of yourself being ripped out. And when uh, Lisa Marie passed away, it's it was devastating. It's just like you 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 can't believe it. You you put these people on such a high pedestal that you don't think anything's going to happen to them. So they're just going to live forever. And when something does happen to them, it's like, oh my God, you know, it's like they put, it's like when someone passes away, like Lisa Murray Presley, uh, Elvis, and a lot of other people, it's, I think it's beyond devastation. And what can you do? You know, right. you, you just mourn and live your life and, you know, keep their life, their life alive. You know, like we're doing with Elvis, uh, a lot of the ETAs are trying to react different shows uh, that Elvis. Do you remember where you were? I do. I remember I was working and my mom picked me up and uh, she said, she goes, Kathy, I have something to tell you. And she leaned over real softly and said, Elvis Presley passed away. And I said, but Why? <laughs> How did he, what happened? He wasn't meant to pass away. But I remember yeah. being very quiet and uh, not and sad, but just quiet. Like, you know, because I met him. You know what I mean? And right. it was, yeah, it was It was about a year and a half later. Or, yeah, I was young. I was still, I think, 18 years old. And she told me. And, yeah, I remember that. Remember, it was in August. Yeah, I remember. And um, she came up and yeah. told me picked me up and told me and and real gently in the car i remember because you know she knew i met him <laughs> and um mm -hmm. um but i i never had any of his albums i never had any pictures or posters i just I, i'm a type of person i like some a group but i didn't post it all over my walls or anything i just right. really just enjoy them you know enjoy their music their talent and stuff and i just remember it being sad but i loved his movies i grew up even younger about 12 years old watching his movies and my mom was worried she goes 
you know he's an older man. <laughs> you know, why don't you watch Gidget or something? Oh, no, I had to watch Elvis Presley. But I just liked when he, you know, I liked the dancing with Anne Margaret and all that stuff. I just loved it. And it was just something yeah. as a teenager. But, um, but you yeah, know, and maybe he didn't like doing movies, but he did a pretty good job. And, um, and I, you know, I think he would have been done even more movies and more fun stuff if he was alive today and mm -hmm. uh you know and it was sad so where were you when he passed away well i remember i just got home uh i was actually in elementary i was no i just got back home from school I, I was in my room just listening to some music working at my desk and then no big deal and my mom comes in and she said we had a celebrity pass away i said oh well who and she goes, well, Elvis Presley. And at this point in time in my life, you know, Elvis Elvis Presley was just another singer, another entertainer. Mm -hmm. He was good. You know, he he was he was uh, a yeah, very good entertainer. That's, that's what he was. And at, at this point in time, I I knew who he was, but I wasn't into his music or anything like that. At that point in time, I was in more in country music and the Beatles and uh, and whatnot. But. Um, I took it. I took it very hard, actually. And I was quite joked up. So I remember when I became a fan. And I'm 53 years old now. And I became a fan uh, when I was 10 years old. I remember my, my parents said, okay, we're going to go down to the store. So we drove it off in a station wagon. I told my parents, I said, well, where should I meet you? Because I said, I'm going to go down to the music department. And uh, so I went down to the music department and here's this cassette tape of Elvis Presley and it was the Maloa from Hawaii uh, concert tape. And I actually still have that today and it's only been played about no more than three times and I still have it today. And, um, and now here I am. I am just such a diehard Elvis Presley fan and it's just, it's, I, it's really hard to explain to say how much of a fan i am i mean i i love his music i love his movies i just uh i i love the type of clothing that he wore he was a very powerful person he was a very generous and kind person and i just his singing his voice caught caught me when I heard that tape, and as soon as I heard that tape, I I went to the record store and I bought record after record after record. It's just like, it was like such a rush that I couldn't get enough of buying anything of Elvis Presley. Mm -hmm. And it just becomes a more of a rush and rush and rush every single day of my life, even up till this point. And so over 40 some odd years of being a diehard Elvis Presley fan, it's just getting to be more and more of being a fan than when I was two days ago, mm -hmm. a week ago, mm -hmm. you know, a few years ago. And I love the jumpsuits, capes, belts that he wore. I mean, I think they're, to me, they're just outstandingly fabulous. Mm -hmm. And I like authenticity. Mm -hmm. And so with, I collect a lot, I collect belt buckles and, it's not like Western belt buckles or just a lot of different people's belt buckles from different celebrities and whatnot. 
I collect a lot of belt buckles, which I have probably close to 50 or 55, almost 60 of them right now, uh-huh. of the medallions that he actually wore on his belt in concert. And I have mirror image exact replicas of what he wore. And that means a lot to me for the reason that I see what he wore. I have pieces of these belt buckles Mm -hmm. that I would say in my mind that was his because that's how I think. I know it's not his, but I have copies of the originals of what he actually had. And so that means a lot to me. Um, but I collect a lot of uh, photographs. And I've been doing that since I was probably about 12, 13 years old. And right now, without duplications, I have over 70,000 different photographs of Elvis Presley right now. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You're outstanding. And... Yes, you are a big supporter of Elvis, and I wish he was live today. You could be meeting him. It's a bit, he was nice. He was very, very, there's one thing I would say. He was very polite, And um, mm-hmm. but I remember those eyes because he leaned in the car. You know how you lean on the, on, you're looking at somebody in their car, and he was leaning. Right, right, the, yeah. And, I stepped back. I stepped back because his eyes were so cl- that clear blue. My grandmother mm-hmm. has those too, and it's very b- blue, but very clear. Like you can see, like they can see straight through you. <laughs> but anyway, it, it, it's like they're like ice blue. Yes, ice blue. Yep, that's it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So he he was Whoa. looking right at me, and really pretty. You know, his eyes were pretty, and. Uh, and then there's, and then I remember looking at the sideburns. But other than that, but he was very nice, and I did what he told me to do, and and uh, parked my car, and he waited for me, and we walked in, and I said a few words, and then he opened the door, and I went under it. <laughs> so and uh, that's where I started. And he said, "This little lady, little lady, I was always teased that little lady's looking for her." Uh, purse you know have you seen it something like that and and the lady pulled it out and there it was so somebody said they found it on the field so that early morning and i'm like i'm very grateful because it's a big field and uh yeah but i i just want to say to you paul thank you so much for coming on my show it's been exciting. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you. Talk about Elvis. I would like to have to come back in August if it's okay. And because there's so would, much more to talk about him and the family, then we'll have more information on Lisa Marie and in Graceland and the changes that are taking place there too later and the children. And Lisa lost son. I just read about that too. And I thought, wow. Yeah. So that was pretty sad. And I think that's where all it really all started. And if I could say something real quick before we go off the air, I was about 25 years ago and I had a friend that is in the Presley family that knows the Presleys very well. Lisa was one of her best friends 
And so I talked to her yesterday and she was very devastated. She couldn't, she could barely talk to me at all. But one day I was wanted to try to get into, uh, they have my own Elvis fan club at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she said, Paul, she said, how would you like to meet, um, Priscilla and Lisa? I said, yeah, well, you know, why wouldn't I, you know, I said, that would that'd be fantastic, you know? And so she was making arrangements for me and I was making arrangements of getting enough money to go over there and, and whatnot. And to kind of make a long story short, I had to tell her I could not, I had money problems at the time and I had to, I had to cancel out. But what she would have made arrangements uh, for me was to have a private meeting or a private luncheon with Lisa, with Priscilla. And Lisa was actually married to Nicolas Cage at the time. Uh-huh. So all, uh, all five of us would have had lunch um, and talked and had a good time and would have shown me around the house and it was just it would have been a fantastic and right now i could have just kicked myself because i wish i had the money at the time because that would have been an experience of a fan's lifetime ever mm-hmm. and that's i could say i could regret it but it wasn't my fault as the money was concerned that um i couldn't go but um that that was that was the closest thing to coming to meet Lisa Marie and I could not mm-hmm. well maybe something could still happen because maybe be get to know um, Priscilla really well and maybe help her with the fan club or maybe there's something there that you can still because I never I always believe the door's still open so and mm-hmm. you know Lisa Marie's best friend and uh, right. you can take it from there but anyway I have to close, so I just want to thank you so very, very much, and I want you to come back in, you know, either July or August, and be happy to continue the conversation. Thank you so much for coming on, and for everybody, thank you for listening to the Kathy Lee Parker Show. And until then, you know, until we come back on the air again. And Paul will be back in either July or August. Hopefully it's August. Absolutely. And uh, and we can celebrate some other things with Elvis. Elvis Presley. And our regrets go out to the family of Lisa Marie Presley. And um, we'll leave it at that. Thank you so much. Thank you.